You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast. It's our two-year anniversary of the podcast, and I'm pulling back the curtains and just sharing a little bit more about me, my journey, and how it can apply to your dreams and your journey. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. So, wow. It's been two years, two full years since I've been doing this podcast. I can't believe it. So for this episode, I thought I'd really just come to you and talk more casually, share some things that have been happening behind the scenes, things that you don't get to see much of, because I am usually talking a lot about the finance side of things and interviewing people. But I want to pull you a little bit in on my journey as an entrepreneur as just a person, <laughs> just like yourself, and some of the things that I've discovered over the past few years and in general, um, since starting Journey to Launch and running a business business now full time, it's kind of crazy. So I wanted this to be a more casual chat. And so I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 103. So if you want any episode like show notes, so any links that I mentioned, then you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 103. Once again, it's the two-year anniversary episode. So the last year anniversary episode, so year one, I had callers call in and you heard some recordings from people, from journeyers sharing what they love about the podcast. And again, like I said, this year, I just wanted to kind of just be more casual, me and you. Now, if you're following me on social media, great, you're one step ahead. But if you're not following me on social media yet, what are you waiting for? I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as Journey to Launch. So just make sure you're following me there to keep up to date because, you know, it's it's a whole week in between when I get to talk to you. So on social media, you get more kind of up-to-date information and the things going on. Now, I love coming and talking to you every week. You know, a lot of times, obviously, I have to pre-record things. So for example, I'm recording this a few weeks out from when it gets released. And I was looking at the stats and I was looking at how many downloads this podcast, Journey to Launch, the podcast has gotten over the course of the entire podcast run. And as of today, we're at 735,000 downloads. That means this podcast has been listened to, meaning all the episodes all together, 735,000 times. And when I, you know, I, you know, I have to like do my forward looking. I said, well, by the time this actually releases on the two year anniversary, it should, right? If the trend is still occurring as it has been for the past two years, the downloads will probably be at 800,000 downloads, the minimum. And so I'm hoping that's the case when this is released. Someone, tag me on social media and ask me if that's the case. But hopefully that will be the case. And we're going to basically be at 800,000 downloads for the podcast. Can you believe it? And it's funny because I actually, so every now and then I post kind of like Apple podcast reviews on Instagram to kind of show you guys that I appreciate you guys leaving the review if you've done it. And then I read every one of them. And one of the ones that I posted actually was a older lady. She said she was older and I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to actually read it because I actually, I read it and I was like, oh, I'm going to share this one because it was really sweet. But I want to share what happened after I posted this on Instagram. So 
tiny stamp. I probably said that wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. But she says, I'm late to the world of personal finance being a black woman in my 50s. That being said, this podcast has really opened my eyes and enlightened me. I have a new respect for millennials. How I wish something like this had been available when I was 20. I love the episode with your mother and her message really resonated with me. No more excuses. I started where I was when I discovered this community and I'm building from there, including the way I talk to my adult children about money. As I said before, I really wish I had something like this in my 20s before I became a parent. I'm sharing with everyone I know, young and old. It's never too late. Thank you and God bless. So that was a Apple podcast review. And so I posted it on Instagram to kind of share it. It was amazing. Some of the responses that I got and it kind of it really hit me because, you know, one of the things I want to talk about in this episode is how often no matter what business you're running, even if it's just you, you know, you're in your cubicle and in your corner office, however you listen to this podcast or in your life while you're on the journey, sometimes you wonder, you know, if what you're doing, if it if it matters, like, obviously, I know what I'm doing matters. I get that confirmation and I don't necessarily need the confirmation externally, but I'd be lying if I said it's not motivating when I see that it's actually impacting people the way that I I want it to, right? And so a lot of times I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting in my kitchen, it's just me. And there are days where I just, it's overwhelming. The things that I want to do and what I want to accomplish, it's overwhelming. And sometimes I'm just like, I'd rather just go back to sleep. (laughs) Or, you know, mental health is real. Like it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what level of success someone has or money, you still need a support system. And so I consider you guys my support system. So when I posted that, and I got such an overwhelming supportive comments of people saying, yes, Jamila, like you don't understand, like you are changing lives. And I got emotional about it because again, it's reaffirmation that yes, Jamila, even though sometimes you're just like, why are you doing all this? Like it matters. And even though you feel like you have a lot more to do, like just keep on going because someone's life is being changed by this content. So I wanted to share that with you. And thank you for leaving that review. If you have not left the Apple podcast review. So if you listen to this on your iPhone, that's that purple app on your phone, then you should leave a review, rate, review, and subscribe. It helps other people actually find the podcast. It gives social proof. Like, wow, this is a podcast that like people care about because they're actually taking time to leave reviews. Um, and so I really appreciate that. But honestly, it does not matter where you listen as long as you're listening. Um, and so you can do that on the website. You can listen directly on journeytolaunch.com. You can listen on your Google phone by going to journeytolaunch.com slash Android. And then it will pull up a bunch of apps that you can listen to podcast on. I mean, you can just, you can listen on YouTube. You can literally listen to this podcast anywhere. So like I said, I just appreciate that you listen. So for this episode, I actually wanted to go through a list of things that I've learned or I'm doing that wanted to share with you and that I hope that you can actually relay in your life, your finances, in your business. A lot of you guys are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And I think hopefully this will help you. And so there's a list of like 10 or 11 things in no particular like order, but I'm just going to go through it. And one of the things I wanted to mention about my journey and how it's so different from when I first started is saying no to things and being okay with not pleasing everyone. And I'm still working on it. But you know, when I first started, I was in such hustle mode. It's a different type of hustle, I believe, as you start climbing the ladder, right? The ladder, you know, as you go closer to your goals. Because at first, I said yes to practically everything because I wanted to grow, you know, the brand. I wanted to be more out there. I wanted to network. And I was okay with doing that. And I said yes to a lot of things where, you know, was not paid. I wasn't expected to get paid. It was more about exposure. 
and um, connecting with, you know, other people in the space and just getting it out there. So I said yes to a lot of things. And so I find myself saying no to a lot more things than I say yes to. And it's really because I'm protecting like my time and energy and space. So, and I'm sure there are things I'm saying yes to today that in a year and two years from now that I won't be saying yes to anymore. And I heard this analogy and I was like, oh, this is perfect because what happens is that, you know, I'm like, when I say yes to things that I'm not completely excited about. So whether that's maybe speaking somewhere or even networking or it's, you know, providing content for someone else. So there's a couple questions that actually it runs through my head because I heard it, someone say it before. And the main question is at a certain point, you have to ask if whatever you're doing, is it more important or does it push the other person's brand? Like, is it primarily to benefit them? Like, or is this also helping you? And so a lot of times in the beginning was mostly to help other people's brands. Like, yes, I would get exposure, but most of the most of what I provided or whether that was me speaking or me attending something, it was really to help elevate the other person's brand, which is totally fine. Like, right. Collaboration is key to being successful. As you start doing more things, you realize that you can't say yes to everyone else's brand or in everyone else's thing. If that means also sometimes saying no to yourself, like that's not okay. And it's the same thing with like money, if you think about it. So if, for example, you maybe have a friend or a cousin that's getting married somewhere else out of town, right? Or something that's happening where if you say yes to them, it will be, it will make them happy, but it will make you not happy or it will take away from your goals. Then you need to be strong in your decision to say no, because while yes, it's okay to want to please people, a lot of us do that to our detriment. And you have to realize when you're doing it where it's not helping. And so for me, I've been saying no to a lot more things. And I've been trying to say, if it's not a heck yes, then it's a heck no. So I've actually turned down speaking gigs, partnership requests. So if you haven't noticed yet, I'm monetizing in a way that feels great. And I'm going to share more of that a little bit on. But for every maybe sponsor you hear or a brand you see me working with, I've turned down four times that I'm on a request, right? And so I like doing that one because I just feel like I'm crazy protective over the brand journey to launch and you journeyers and what I present to you. Um, but even things like a book deal. So one of my goals, if you don't know yet, is to write a book. I've had so many amazing authors on this show. I love helping my friends that are writers um, and support their projects, but I would like to write my own book. And about last year, I actually was approached by an independent like, uh, publisher to write a book about financial independence. And, you know, I was really considering it. But when I thought about it, it just, for me, it was not the right time and the situation that I wanted to be in. Um, you know, I envision, and again, I don't know if this is my mind is going to change, but I do envision doing a more mainstream um, book deal. Um, we'll see how that happens or if that happens at all. But it just wasn't for me the right time. I believe at that point I was like still pregnant and it was the thought of doing the book was exciting. Like, you know, like I was like, wow, this would be amazing. But also like I felt like such a burden even thinking about it. And I was like, if I think like this now, if it's not like a heck yes, and I'm not afraid of work, guys, you already know that if you're a long time listener, I work. So it wasn't the work that I knew it would take to do it, but it just did not feel like in my heart right. And so another thing that I started doing is like analyzing why I'm saying no. So am I saying no because, or am I afraid to say no because I'm afraid that I won't have another opportunity? And am I afraid of saying no because I'm afraid of displeasing or disappointing the person that's asking? And when I ask myself those questions, it helps me better realize that, okay, if I say 
that the reason why I'm the only reason I'm saying yes is because I don't think something else will happen. That's a scarcity mindset. And if I'm thinking like that, then yeah, nothing else will happen. So even with the book deal, it was like, you know what, what is for me is for me. And so if something else comes along that I know is a right fit, like it will come from it will come, you know. And so I didn't want to just say yes and just jump on that thinking nothing else would come from that. And then the disappointing thing is, you know, I am a people pleaser for the most part. Um, and I think most of us are, right? I mean, it's like we've been taught this. I see it in my kids as I raise them. It's almost like, unfortunately, you do have to learn how to navigate the world of people. And what that means is, you know, helping people get their way and things that they want. And so that turns into a lot of, well, I want people to like me. And if I say no, they're going to think that, you know, who does Jamila think she is? And so some of that was coming up for me. And I realized, okay, you can't, you can't focus on that. So I say all that to say, if you need to say no to other people so you can say yes to yourself, do that. It's not selfish. And even if it is selfish, it's okay. It's okay to be selfish, uh, especially as you move along in your financial journey, you get more clear on your goals, your entrepreneurship journey, you will realize that you need to say no to other people to say yes to yourself. Okay. So point number two, something that, you know, I'm learning, I'm doing on this journey that I'm sharing is that I am now hiring people and that's exciting because that has really forced me to expand in ways like I, it's so uncomfortable. So by hiring, you know, I don't have any full-time employees. Most of the people that I'm working with are contractors at this point, but eventually as I grow, I'd like to bring on whether it's part-time staff, full-time staff, like more dedicated people like to the team. But right now I have an amazing growing team. And so I wanted to share a story because again, this is for me showing just the way the universe and God works in my life, how things happen. And so right now I'm working with the lovely Johanna. Johanna actually listens to every episode now, and I'll tell you more about that. But Johanna is my, I call her my podcast producer slash assistant, like executive assistant. So she really helps get the podcast out. And, you know, for the longest time I was saying to myself, wow, like I'd love to have someone where I can like meet like in person, you know, cause I've dealt with virtual assistants and, where, you know, I've never even seen the person. We just like, you know, it's one of those agencies that you deal with online and, you know, they do the work, but there's no rapport. You don't really know them. They, they're not really connected to the brand and vision. And every entrepreneur, someone that I got respect or follow, like I always saw that like they had a team, like there's no way that you're going to move forward. And this is life, business, money, anywhere. If you don't have a support system, if you don't have a team that helps you see everything come to light because I can't do everything. And so in my head, I'm like, wow, I would love to have like a team one day and even just to start out with someone to help with the podcast because it's so time consuming putting together this content for you guys. I can't necessarily focus on the other things that I know can also help you guys, like the other things I want to bring into this world. So I was like, wow, I want to like have an assistant or podcast producer, someone to really help me but I'd rather them be in person because I had, you know, I had a trial with another like company and I it just, I didn't really like the whole setup where I never spoke to the person. But then when I looked at, okay, wow, for me to actually have someone in person, you know, where I live in Brooklyn is really, you know, it's not necessarily convenient for like a lot of people to get to. So I'm like, wow, like I probably won't necessarily meet someone who's going to want to like travel to me, meet me in person. And how much is that going to cost, right? All these limiting beliefs about what that reality would look like and how, you know, maybe that's not going to happen now. And I'll put that away, you know, that happens in the future at some point. But I kid you not, I met Johanna because our kids, our sons, my oldest son and her son, they went to a, um, to school together last year and they weren't at the same school, but I, we went to a joint birthday party with my son's uh, old classmate, which Johanna and her son were there. 
And Johanna and I just started talking. And again, it's one of those things about being open because as much as you guys like think I'm so like outgoing, I am actually an introvert. Um, I pretty much stay to myself and I'm friendly. So if you ever see me out, say hey. But for the most part, you know, I'm just like, all right, I'm just like here. And we started talking and, you know, one of the things that she said, um, we started talking and I don't know how it came up, but we both mentioned that we worked from home. And so I asked her, oh, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a virtual assistant. I'm like, hmm, are you now? <laughs> and we started talking some more and she mentioned that the people that she helps, one of them has a podcast. Now, I don't know how to explain how random that is to not only meet someone in person that is aware of this online space that's a virtual assistant for other people, but also works on podcasts. Because as you know, I mean, because not everyone listens to podcasts, one. And then not only do, like, do a lot of people not even know what a podcast is, to like meet someone in person that actually like understands like all the tools, like she helps edit and produces for her other clients. I'm like, wait a second. And I'm telling you up to that weekend, I was thinking about, I would love to have an assistant who I can meet. And of course, Johanna doesn't even live too far from me, right? And so I'm just like, this is kind of crazy that I, like this, the universe, God is giving me exactly what I need. And would you believe it still took me a couple of weeks because after I met her and we exchanged information, you know, I told her, take a listen to the podcast. Let me know what you think. Cause I really do when I bring people on, like I want them to be connected to the vision. And she wrote me and she said, oh my gosh, I love the podcast. And it took me a couple of weeks. Cause again, this is upper limit and we're going to talk about the upper limit in a bit. I was just afraid of like, how is this happening? That like, this is exactly what I want. Um, and it's happening. And, but you know, of course all the things come in like, wait, wait, what if this doesn't work? This is too easy. Like, how do you just like, how does this happen? But anyway, long story short, I am now working with Johanna. She is my lovely assistant slash podcast producer. She helps get this podcast out. And it's been like amazing. We have, sometimes we have in-person meetings at my house every week. If we, you know, it's just amazing. And I love that she's also a mom. Um, So she gets it. I get her and I love that. I'm just able to bring someone on that really is aligned with the vision. So thank you, Johanna. So Johanna actually listens to every episode now. So that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is like letting go of control. Because in order for me to hire like someone and I'm actually like also I'm hiring uh, someone else too. someone started already for the launch club is that you have to let go of control. And when you are I don't even consider myself a perfectionist necessarily. Maybe some other people disagree. But but when you do things for so long yourself, you you like it done a certain way. And, you know, even for the longest, I had to listen to every podcast episode to make sure like I liked the way it sounded to make sure that it was edited the way that I liked it. Because I also have an editor that helps edit the podcast. Again, people running a business is no joke. There are expenses that come with this. So I would listen to every episode. But I also realized that I didn't have time sometimes to listen to every single episode. And so what would happen is like it'd be like late right before the episode is supposed to be released or I'm not able to do the other things in my business because I have to listen to the episode. And I'm just like, okay, maybe Johanna can listen to the episode and like just, you know, go through it one more time and pull out the things that, you know, for her, what she likes. And then we can use that as teasers for the podcast and all that stuff. So I've relinquished some of that control and I'm still letting go of things. But even doing that, like trusting the process, trusting that if I want to grow, there are just going to be some things that are not important that I need to let go of. And not that it's not, it's not important, but it doesn't need me. I don't need to do that thing because your time could be better spent somewhere else. And I love this analogy. Um, So all my Beyonce fans, and it's, if you don't like Beyonce, well, hmm, I don't know about you, but for the most part, right? If you have any superstar that you like, you know, singer, rapper, whatever, right? And 
the analogy was this. Would you expect Beyonce to be like setting up the stage and running around trying to get the show together? Or do you just want Beyonce to come on stage and give you a performance, right? So for me, how that translated when I heard that was like, you know, while I feel like I need to, you know, do all like the behind the scenes and every single thing, that's not giving you my best performance when I can't give you a good interview or a good podcast or good content because I'm tired from scheduling social media, you know, or, you know, writing out, I don't know, the episode show notes, doing things that other people can do. And so while I'm no Beyonce, I'm just saying, I just thought that was a pretty cool way to think about it. So if you are a business owner or just in your life, when you're thinking about how you can really up level, is sometimes you need to relinquish control, which is super scary. And a lot of people cannot do, but that keeps them stuck and not moving forward. So I've been relinquishing control, getting more people to help, um, getting pe- more people on board. And it's been pretty cool because I can only envision where this leads to as I keep letting go of that kind of like mentality of doing it all. Okay. The other thing is this I talk about all the time is that it doesn't get better internally um, when you accomplish things. So for example, even the money situation, and I know it's for people who don't have money to hear this, it's kind of just like shut up. <laughs> but you know how they say like, it doesn't matter. Like if you can't handle $10, $100, $1,000, like you're not going to get $100,000. You're not going to get a million dollars because you're not going to be happier if this happens. So your life won't immediately change. And again, I'm not talking about poverty, right? I always want to make sure I say that we're not talking about extreme cases of poverty where you can't feed yourself. But if you're waiting for something externally to make you happy, so, oh, the car will make me happy. The degree will make me happy. The husband, the man, the kid will make me happy. Even if it comes with a level of happiness, it's very, it's short-lived. Because each time, like your capacity for wanting more happiness, like expands. And so once you get the more, once the more money happens, or once you get whatever that thing you have been looking for, it's just, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, okay, this is good. You might enjoy it for a while, but you're still gonna want more. And I think that's actually just life. That's part of what it is, right? But it's really important that whatever internal struggles that you're facing now um, is that you realize it won't get better no matter how much money you get, no matter if you're able to quit this job that you hate. And so it's not necessarily about like sucking it up and like being unhappy, but it's more about making sure you're appreciative of what is. And honestly, yes, there are things that aren't yet, but there's so much good in your life right now. And if you appreciate it, like you'll be like such a better place. And even for me, like when I wake up in the morning, I feel like this is my dream. Like I'm waking up and I don't have to drive two hours to work. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm able to walk my son to school. And if there's an event at his school, I can I can rearrange my schedule to be there and I can take my middle son to his classes and I can um, see the baby, you know, and it's, so it's it's great. But, you know, that doesn't mean I don't have days where I'm just like, oh, like I'm just not into it where I'm just not overwhelmed and not wanting to do anything. Like it's so, you know, there's some feelings that I felt when I was like had my full time job in the commute that I still feel today. So part of it is knowing that it doesn't matter. So, you know, the next level for me is actually turning Journey to Launch into like a profitable business. I always talk about that. And we are turning a profit, but I'm investing most of this money back into the business. So for me, the next level is being actually able to pay myself and to earn like money. And when that happens, it's not that, again, my life is just going to all be better, like 100% in terms of I'm never going to have a bad day. So I just want you to know like the good and bad days, they happen regardless of how much money is in your account, no matter what job you're working, whether you reach financial independence or not. This is a part of life. And 
the best thing you can do about it is find ways to cope. Um, so, you know, finding the support system that you need, finding the people that you can really share those things with um, where sometimes you don't even want like advice. You just want to be able to like to share what you're going through without someone trying to fix it. Right. Um, so don't worry. Um, this is just part of the journey. And just because you have a goal doesn't mean it all ends. It's really an ongoing journey. Okay, I hope you are enjoying today's episode, but let me just take a quick, quick moment to tell you about today's sponsor, Gusto. You witnessed my journey to uplevel my life, my finances, and now you're actually watching me uplevel my business. I went from being an employee to being self-employed, and the next step is becoming an employer. Hiring people to not only help me bring my vision to life, but give them opportunities and outlets to help them support themselves, their families, and their own dreams. And so I'm always looking for tools and ways in which I can effectively run my business. So if you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear lots of hats. And some of those hats are totally great, but some like filing taxes and running payroll, for example, are not so great. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing benefits and simple management tools all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Hello. So for my journeyer business owners, now you can get three months free when you run your first payroll. Try a demo and see it for yourself at gusto.com slash journey. Once again, that's gusto.com slash journey for three months free. All right, let's get back into this episode. The other thing, I'm not even like keeping this of the numbers anymore, but I think we're up to number four is knowing your worth, um, me knowing my worth and asking for more. Sometimes it just takes asking. So it's interesting because my biggest thing, and this kind of leads into another point I wanted to make, I'll just combine them, is that I tell you on this podcast, you know, that you should ask for more. If you're wanting to increase your income, you know, you want to earn more money, like that is the way to reach your goals, right? And it was easier for the most part when I was working for someone else, right? Or I was getting a paycheck and it was a good paycheck and I got bonuses. Like I was earning my income in that sense. So I didn't necessarily have to ask. I mean, you know, if I had to negotiate my salary or just like ask for my bonus or whatever that was, that took some talking. But for the most part, I got my paycheck. Now being an entrepreneur, it's interesting because I have to create ways to make money. Um, and oftentimes that means giving you a service or product that you want that will help transform you so that you then give me money. For the longest, it felt weird to talk about that or to ask that, right? To make the sale or to make the pitch with Journey to Launch. And I was like, I thought to myself how hypocritical it is for me not only to be, okay, I don't want to say it's hypocritical in the sense that I'm afraid to do it because that's just part of me expanding as a person, but hypocritical in the sense that I'm telling you that you should know your worth, ask for your worth, earn more money. I'm telling you to go out there and earn more money. But on my side of things, like I'm afraid to ask for money when I know I'm providing a great service and product, you know, and most of the things that I do here are free. Like this podcast is completely free for you to consume. And the people that I bring on most of all of their resources or most of them at least are free resources. Right. And so for me though, there's no way that I can expand and do the kind of work I want to do in this world and support people and bring people on my team and have them support their families if I don't make any money. Like I'll just be a martyr in this. And then a year from now, 
I'll be telling you, I ha- you know, I'm sorry, I can't do Journey to Launch anymore because I can't feed my family. We can't pay our mortgage. And I don't want that to be the case. And so that means I need to step up and know my worth and creating something that I know that will help you guys and that you want, right? It's now goes to the fact of, okay, knowing my worth and being able to confidently ask for it. So I am, you know, I'm there, you know, I'm at the point where I have the launch club, you know, you've seen how I'm monetizing the podcast. So if you've been listening for the past few weeks, you've seen that I partnered with brands that I feel really good about. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit, because at the end of the day, this platform that I've created that you've helped me create, like, it's because of you that I'm doing this in terms of like, I have like this now platform where I can now where brands want to like say, okay, Jamila, your journeyers are off the hook, like they're amazing. And we, we have something that might benefit them. And I love that I can then when I know or I feel like it's, it's the right kind of brand or it's the right thing, I can then share that with you. Um, so that feels really good. And like I said before, like I've turned down as far as many things you've seen me do, there's tons of things I've said no to because I was just like, listen, that's not going to work. It's not going to fly. And that's, I, I just already know my journeyers are smart. They're going to look at me like, mm, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> So I was, I want you, I want to thank you in advance for supporting like my efforts with that because when you do support me and the sponsors of this podcast or just in general of anything you see that I'm doing, it helps me because it then helps me then, you know, bring you more stuff and, um, do the things I really want to do. So I feel good that I'm in the position. Like I said, when I quit my job, I made sure we had enough money to really, um, ride this out for a couple of years where I wouldn't have to do anything I wasn't comfortable doing, right? Where I felt like, okay, I can say no to things. Like I don't need a check from anyone else. Um, I don't need to push any type of product. I can really like legit just build this business and make sure it's something I'm 100% proud of. And, you know, does that mean like, you know, there might be things you hear and you're like, oh, that's not of interest to me. But there may be some things that you do hear and you're like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And so I'm excited that I'm able to be at this stage and this level um, to do that. And so with the walking, like the walk and talking to talk, I am not only talking about like income, but also investing. So yes, I want you guys to earn as much as you can and know your worth. And I'm also asking you guys to invest in yourself. So even when it comes to spending money and, you know, buying something that's going to help you. So for example, like for me, I'm spending a lot of the money. So while Journey to Launch is making money, a lot of that is getting invested right back into the company. I'm at the stage now where I know where I want to grow to, but I realize that again, I can't do it by myself. So I realized a lot of that's going to be with help, right? Hiring people to help me bring my ideas to light um, and to push that forward. So that's investing in myself. It's also investing by taking courses and, um, you know, joining groups and that costs money and, and coaches and all those things. So when I tell you, okay, so if you have a problem or there's something that you're going, you're going through, or especially for like if you have a business, then you should be looking to expand your resources, your capacity to do the work by hiring either the systems or the people to help you do that. And so I'm doing that myself, which is why I'm investing a lot of what I make right back into the business, because I know that just like short term, right, you all have your your financial goals. And sometimes what you do is you have your financial goals and maybe there's a payout, maybe, you know, you're getting money now and you're like, well, I want to live my life today. Right. And so but you sacrifice your long term goals for the short term win. And then therefore that long-term goal takes a lot longer and not saying there's not a delicate balance where you can have, you can't have both. But in my situation, I see that because I'm like, oh, well, I made some money. And yes, yeah, so there are certain things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to use actually like what I should be getting paid from the journey to launch. Like I'm going to use that and we can like go 
do this outing as a family or, okay, I'm going to hire a housekeeper or um, have someone come in and clean the house, you know, for two hours, a deep clean. Like, I'm actually think I'm going to actually do that. Like, where it's like, there's reward for me in the work that I'm doing, but same way for you, where there might be something you give up today for the long-term win. And I know by any money that I'm getting today, if I can invest that back for a longer term win for a bigger win, that's the better way to go. So I'm at that stage now where it's really investing in myself, investing in the systems and people to help me get to that next level. So think about the ways in which you can invest in yourself where you are really up-leveling your life in general. Okay, I forgot what number I'm on, but hopefully you're still with me. (laughs) You know, one of the things too with being a business owner now, an entrepreneur, is the fact that I am, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of you guys, right? Like a lot of you journeyers, like you're so awesome. You're, you reach out to me um, via DM on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is. And I get to like kind of know your situation and your struggle or what you need help with, which is what is pushing me to then try to create something that I know would be beneficial to you. And so what comes with that though, is you have you know a lot of opinions and it's cool, right? But one of the things that happened, actually, this wasn't a recent situation. It happened a while ago, but it always stood out to me because I learned a great deal from it. And maybe you can pick something up for yourself here. But I actually was running a group coaching program. And basically, I was it was a group coaching program and people you could pay to be a part of it. And I had one person and this person was fairly supportive for the most part. I've had a couple conversations with them and they always seemed like, okay. And I made the mistake of asking, I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group at that. So I have a group and I asked in the group, you know, when the whole program, like when the doors closed, when there were, I wasn't accepting anyone else, I asked um, in the group, hey, so for those of you who saw this program, the group coaching and did not buy or did not like want to do it, I'm just really curious, like why? Because I was just like, hmm, I just want to know like why the people, why people didn't buy. And I realized um, after this exchange that I'm about to tell you about that it was like the worst question I could have asked. And the better question to have asked the group or not even the group, but to ask the, the I forgot how many women did it. Uh, it may have been nine or 11 because it was a while ago, a couple years ago, but I should have asked them and I did ask them why they bought. So it wasn't necessarily that I didn't care like why other people didn't buy, but it was more important for me to understand why the people bought and to really focus on that. Because when I asked that question, like it obviously opened like the floodgates for people who didn't buy. And this one lady, she like, proceeded to basically try to school me on my business and journey to launch and that she felt that it just wasn't worth it and I should be I should have a different business model and all these things and when I looked at her stuff like I knew her a little bit so I I mean she wasn't she wasn't the target audience for this for this program this is really for more beginner journeyers who are getting on the right foot she was more like intermediate advanced so she wouldn't find value in what I was doing with this group but hence the reason why I shouldn't have asked the question, because if she didn't buy, she just wasn't interested. And it's totally OK. Like, listen, um, if you don't know by now, my style is, listen, you do what's best for you. Like, I am no forcing of anything here on my end. But when we had that exchange, I thought, well, wow, like it wasn't her fault necessarily. But I felt like because I asked the wrong question. I got that response because again, that question, the better question would have been to the people who did buy. And so I look at this and you're probably wondering, okay, so where is this leading to? (laughs) So I look at this as actually in general, um, sometimes we always, we look for the more, the negative response or you were asking the, 
question to get a negative answer, meaning, you know, I was asking why someone didn't do something. And the question should have been why they did something. And the same thing sometimes just in life, like you might be wondering why aren't things working the way you want them to work, right? But then you have probably so many things in your life that are working really well, but you're not even focused on that because you're so focused on what's not going well. And so I challenge you that if there are things in your life that are going well, um, that you do well, you know, whether that is you have a skill or you do really well at this thing and you, you have your systems in place, like you, you know where everything is in your house. The smallest thing is to ask like why that is and to further drill down on what, why that works for you. Because you can then apply how that works and why that works to the other areas in your life that make it easier and you can be more successful in. And so in my case, again, it wasn't necessarily about finding out why something wasn't working. I should have been trying to find out why it was working. So think about how you can um, think about that in your life. Like instead of trying to look for the gaps and the problems and the barriers, which it's important to know. So I'm not saying to ignore it. Focus first on what's working, what's not the barrier, but what's the bridge, <laughs> what's helping you get across, because that is the key. That is the key. If you can translate that bridge or that ladder that helps you in other areas into other areas of your life, like that's how you get ahead. Okay. And a couple more things here. So the other thing that's happening in my life and business is just my upper limit. Like, so we all have an upper limit. And what that means is no matter where you are, you know, you've gotten to where you've gotten because of skill sets you possess or lack of skill sets, right? But we're focusing on the ones you possess and the tools in your toolbox. And what happens is when you get to certain levels, to get to the next level, you're hitting an upper limit unless you can break through it. And what happens is you want to protect, well, your brain wants to protect yourself. It really does. Um, But it can also be such a hater. (laughs) You know, it will tell you, it will think of all the things that will go wrong before it goes right because it wants to protect you, especially when you're doing something new or different. It happens to me. It's happening a lot more now. So I'm assuming I'm on a verge of a breakthrough because of this. But, you know, there are things even with the hiring, you know, and I had all these like thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like, you know, what if I'm going to spend all this time with this person? What if they like do something else? And I just spent like a month training them, like all these things. I'm thinking about just like a negative thing where it's just like, just do it. Because even if you do that, even if you do all that work and that does happen, you now have become a better manager or leader because you are, you're continuing to have to lead people and teach people about what you do. And so there are areas I'm sure in your life where it's really preventing you from moving ahead. And you look at it and you're like, well, I guess that means I'm not supposed to do this thing. But it's like, if you never do it, then you won't get ahead. And I say this all the time. Every time I have to do a solo episode, you know, every time I go on News 12. So I'm on News 12 every week here um, in New York City, which is amazing. But even though I've been, I've been doing that for over a year and a half now, and I still just get a little nervous. And there's that annoying little voice in my head that's just like sometimes nagging, like, what are you doing? Like, can you do this? And I'm like, yes, I can do this. And I just ignore it. <laughs> so, you know, I want you to understand that we all have our upper limits, no matter what you see on Instagram, like the, you know, kind of like the more curated <laughs> posts that you see, even that I do. And I try to show the real, you know, like not everything's perfect, but like we all have these things that are holding us back that seem to be protecting us, but it's not, it's not protecting you. It's just really keeping you stuck and it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to look silly, quote unquote, because I can guarantee you probably are being more critical on yourself than anyone else. And even myself, like I listen to podcasts all the time where I hear the host like flub and mess up. And I'm like, I don't want to write a bad review or say, oh, this person sucks. Like I'm never listening to them again. So why when I make a mistake 
or I feel a little, you know, I'm just like, oh, that could have been better. Like, I know you're writing for me, right? So why have hangups over the mistakes I make? So same thing with you. I guarantee you're your hardest critic and that upper limit right now, if you, if you're reaching it, you're finding a lot of things and a lot of negative thoughts and emotions coming up. It's because you can have a breakthrough, but you must identify what's stopping you and push through it. And then of course, this is kind of going back. This is my last point I want to make <laughs> my two year anniversary episode about moving from a saver to investor uh, mindset for, you know, when I was working and even before I reached or joined this financial independence journey intentionally, it was all about saving, right? Like even saving and investing in the sense that investing in my 401k and, you know, we saved $169,000 over the two year period. Like it was like, all right, we're investing, we're saving all this money. And now I'm at the point where a lot of it is not like saving and investing into retirement accounts or um, index funds like I, I, I used to do. It's a lot about investing into like myself as just uh, as a person, as entrepreneur in my business. A lot of it is investing right back into the business. Like I said, I am at the point where I could probably take a small like little paycheck, but actually rather because, you know, we can right now, like I said, we we're able to sustain our lifestyle. So right now for me, I'm just like, but you should be pouring this back into the business so that it's been different for me to transition from not being able to max out all our retirement accounts and taking a pause in that to really uh, investing like the time and energy to build this foundation of Journey to Launch. And so I've had to make that switch. And sometimes you also have to make a switch. You have to know when in your situation, it's best to, okay, I am going to save that money versus, all right, I'm going to invest it in, you know, whatever, whether it's going back to school because, you know, you have to get another degree or something else or in it's investing maybe money to have someone come in and help you do something. So maybe you're a mom and you're busy and life is hard. <laughs> life is hard, moms, isn't it? But you need help. Like you need someone to help clean the house. And so does it does mean maybe that you don't get to, you know, put that money in your savings account. Now, again, I'm not saying you just go out and just like spend money frivolously. Like I'm talking about really thinking about what then that frees up for you, that mental capacity, the emotional capacity, um, that what that allows you to do. And in my case, having more help, just since I work from home, especially now, that would probably lift such a burden off of my um, shoulders and like knowing like that's one less thing I have to do. I can now like spend that extra hour working on this journey to launch project. Think about that in your life, about the ways in which you can save and invest and take more risk. And then last but not least, I did want to share just like, you know, the projects that I'm working on, what's upcoming. And the biggest thing is the Launch Club. So that's the membership community for journeyers like yourself who raise their hand and say, listen, like, I love the podcast. I love what's going on here, but I need more. Like, I want more guidance and I need more tools and resources to help me. And so I launched the Launch Club uh, late last year. And it was a soft launch, meaning like I, I mentioned it a little bit on the podcast, but I had set up a list for people who were interested. And those people who were interested at first, they got the first kind of like, hey, I'm doing this thing. You want to join me? And since then, I've launched it again. And it's I have a great like it's a great group of people in there. And what I'm excited the most about with the Launch Club is that I'm refining and improving it as I go. Um, like I said, I'm investing in courses that help me know how to do this even better, the membership model even better. And I'm so excited about like what's to come with the Launch Club. So that's like my major project for this year. I also have a couple of cool things I'm thinking about doing. I'm going to share that shortly with you guys um, if you're on my list. So the best way, again, to keep it more in touch with what I'm doing as I'm doing it is to follow me on social media, 
but most importantly, uh, join the the newsletter that I send out because that's the best way to keep in touch. So if you want to join the newsletter so you know all the things I'm working on, go to journeytolaunch.com slash join. That should take you to join the weekly newsletter. I send out a newsletter every Wednesday. I've been doing it every Wednesday for, I think, two. it's been like two years now. Um, and I have not missed a Wednesday. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> So the launch club right now is my baby that I'm working on. Um, and I'm excited about what's to come with that. And this is only the beginning. So the doors are reopening again soon. So if you want to be the first to know and to get some extra goodies uh, by joining early, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash launch club. And there you get on a wait list. And then I'll be contacting you. But really, like, I'm so excited because even from launching it late last year, like I've seen improvements to what what we're already doing in there. I've seen what members are able to do. One person, hopefully you were hearing her soon on the podcast. She quit her job recently. And it's just like an, just an amazing like community of women. It's mostly women. We got a couple men in there, but of people who get it, who get that we're at different levels, right? So not everyone is advanced. Not everyone is total beginner, but we're at different levels and we're getting the tools. We're getting that community support and the system in place to help reach our goals. And so I can probably keep talking to you guys forever, but we're not going to do that. What I want to do is just end with saying thank you the other day. So by the time this airs, it's been a couple months, but I went to a retreat, a My Taught You retreat with Miley Teal from Curlbox. She's a Curlbox owner and she had a retreat in Mexico, which was amazing. The My Taught You retreat. And while in Mexico, so, you know, you have to, I flew into Mexico and it was a few days. It was a weekend and while on the customs line, a woman said to me on the line, like, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I was just listening to it. Like, I listen. I'm a journeyer. I listen to your podcast. So I'm thinking she's going to the same retreat I'm going to. She was a black woman. You know, like this retreat is full of like black excellence women. Like, so I'm like, oh, are you going to the retreat? And she's like, no. Like, what retreat? And I'm like, oh, so you just happen to just see me like at in Mexico on the customs line. And so it was kind of crazy because like. Uh, here I am all the way like in Mexico and someone like noticed me, someone who a journeyer like said something to me, then they listened to my podcast. And so it was just kind of surreal that while I feel like I'm only scratching the surface of what this can do, how I get these reaffirmations that keep on doing the work. There are people out here that need this. And so it was really just like, um, it was amazing that that connection happened. So Thank you. I forgot. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad because I'm trying to remember the name. I'm horrible with names, guys. But thank you. I, I really appreciate, appreciate that you actually said something to me. So if you ever do see me, it's okay to say hi um, and get let's get a picture together um, because I do love really connecting and learning more about you, your journey. And I want to support you to help you reach your dreams. It's not really about me. It's about you. <laughs> I might call myself, like I say I'm the chief launch officer of like this like ship, but you are in control of your own ship and you are your own chief launch officer yourself in terms of navigating your path to your wildest dreams to financial freedom. All right. So with all that, if you want any of the episode show notes, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 103. And as always, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Maybe you'll see me or hear me before then. Wink, wink. But I just want to thank you again. So until next time, keep on journeying, journeyers. Journey.